If you're a guest, it really is brilliant to have you here. And you may have noticed we do love to sing. Um, it's one of the things that we really love to do as a church family because we think there's something worth singing about. And let me just say, I, um, I realized this afternoon that we're coming from very different places, all of us. Particularly today, because there's lots of people here who wouldn't normally be in church, and you, you find yourself in church today, and it's brilliant you're here. And I, but I get that it's slightly unusual to be in church. So let me just say, what I'm about to talk about, I'm not expecting you to agree with me necessarily. I'm not expecting you to sit there and go, oh, look, that man must say it must be true. But I would ask you this afternoon, perhaps would you listen and think about some of the things that I'm saying? And not what I'm saying, but actually what Jesus says in his word. Because it may just be that what we've heard from from Marika and from Keisha and from Flo, it may just be that there is something in this Jesus thing. And it's worth giving our attention to listen. So I encourage you to listen as as we go. I'm going to read um, verses 9 to 13 of Mark chapter 6. Now, even if you haven't got a card, it's probable that these words will be familiar to you. So uh, let me read them. And then we're going to talk about just one little bit of it. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. It's a prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. It's the Lord's prayer. It's A prayer that many of us in this room at some point in our lives will have prayed. And we're trying to work out what it means. And we've spent the last five weeks going through this prayer, just line by line. And you join us today at the line where Jesus tells us to pray, give us today our daily bread. What does it mean to pray to God, give us today our daily bread? That's what we're going to try and think about. I wonder if you're the sort of person who's good at asking for stuff. You know, there are some people who are just really, really good at it. And others who find it really hard. Are you the sort of person, you know in the restaurant, when um, you've got your meal and and they've they've brought the meal to the table and they come back and do that thing about five minutes later, they say, is everything okay with your meal? Are you the sort of person who says, yes, everything's fine, even though it's not? Or are you the sort of person who says, no, actually, this is wrong, and this is wrong, and could you get me another one? So there's two different sorts of people, right? I am very much of the first sort. So I can literally be sitting there going, this is disgusting. This is cold and rubbery and nasty. Here comes the waitress. Is everything okay with your meal? Yes, lovely. Thank you very much. Yes, it's really lovely. Well, isn't that strange? Some of us find it really hard to ask. And there's all sorts of situations. Perhaps you've been in a situation where someone has just said, why don't you just ask? That's what I want us to remember today. Jesus is teaching us, just ask. We can be so slow to ask for things. And Jesus says, you should be quicker at that. And what we're going to do is I've just got four questions which we're going to answer together. Here we go. The four questions are, 
Who do we ask? What do we ask? How, why do we ask? And how do we ask? Okay, this is fairly straightforward. We're going to ask those questions and then try and work out what Jesus is teaching us about what it means to pray. So let's start with uh, who do we ask? Well, Jesus is teaching us to pray. So this is not going to come as a great surprise to you that Jesus thinks we should ask God about stuff. Okay? I mean, we're in church. That probably isn't going to come as a great shock to you. But Jesus says, ask God to give us today our daily bread. But of course, the problem is, well, what what do we mean by God? There's lots of different views about God. And and, um, it was Flo, wasn't it, who said, you know, the kind of sentimental view through to the um, kind of slightly scary, miles away, holy God. What what do we mean by God? What, What is God? Well, that's a big question. haven't got time to answer all of that now. But I do just want to see this afternoon that God is the greatest giver. When you think about God, we should think of him as the greatest giver. You see, the trouble is with God, we can all have our ideas, right? Oh, I like to think of God as this, and I like to think of God as this. But the thing is, God has shown us what he's like. He's told us in his word, the Bible. So as a church here, we believe that the Bible shows us what God is really like. It is God telling us what he's like. So we don't have to guess anymore. And so what do we find in the Bible about God? Well, what you find again and again is that God gives and he gives and he gives. In fact, you could sum up the whole story of the Bible, and it's a long book, but it is one story and you could sum it up in two words. God gives. God gives. Um, I used to live in Enfield, which is all right. But the thing that made it bearable was that in Enfield, there was a Krispy Kreme factory. Not just a shop, but a proper, full-on hub, Krispy Kreme hub. And you could go to this Krispy Kreme hub and watch them make the donuts. Like thousands and thousands of donuts just going through on conveyor belts. They go through this, this icing. It's like a waterfall icing, these donuts just through, and they come out glazed. It's magnificent. Many happy hours. Now, from that place, trucks take donuts all over the country. They come and they go out from there. It is a hub. It all starts there. I mean, there's others, but let's just pretend it's the only one. (laughs) Because that makes me feel more special. And from there, donuts go out to the whole world. Now imagine, right, one day, I went to a, a shop somewhere and I bought six donuts and I went to the faction. I said, I bought, I, I bought you some donuts. <laughs> and that'd be weird, wouldn't it? Because the donuts come from there. You don't need to give donuts to them. They've got donuts. They're good at donuts. They've got plenty of those. They could do with a lettuce or something. But anyway, the, um... now what's this got to do with anything? <laughs> God is like that Krispy Kreme factory, right? In this sense. N- not in every sense. <laughs> But in this sense, God is the source. 
God is where it all comes from. Everything finds its root back to God. That's where it starts in the very beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It all comes from him. Everything comes from him. He gives and gives and gives. It's like God overflows to this world. Like the Krispy Kreme factory overflows. God is overflowing. He's giving all the time. And so he gives this beautiful world and he gives life. And then he gives his word and he gives wisdom and he gives the sun and the rain. He gives and gives and gives. There's a line in the Bible that says every good and perfect gift comes from God. He is the greatest giver. Which I think really challenges how often we think of God. Because often when we think of God, and even if you've been a Christian for oodles of years, isn't it easy sometimes to see God as a burden? To see God as demanding stuff from us. Demanding. Isn't it God to see... Isn't it easy to see God as one who is over there and just wants stuff from us? That's wrong. It's so wrong. Over and over again, it's God who gives and he loves to give. He gives us the donuts. We don't need to give them to him. In fact, one of the things that Mark's got out from the idols that other people worshipped in the, in, in the Bible is that they needed their followers. They were a burden. You had to pick them up. They were a statue. You had to pick it up and carry it around. Oh, put it over here. This is heavy. I'm hot and tired. I'm... They were a burden, but not God. He's not a burden. He gives and gives and gives. I, I, I don't know how to communicate this to you, but he's so beautiful. And it flows out of him. Have you ever stopped to think about where it all came from? You know, I get that there's people who say that it just came from nothing and it came from there and there's nothing there and it just came. Look, I studied science. I get the argument, all right? But there are times when I just want to thank someone. When I climb a mountain and I see a sunrise, I need to thank someone. Why do you feel that? Could it be because there is a God who gave that to you? Because there is one to thank. I had this weird book when I was a kid. It was, it was Thank You for My Milk. I grew up in a Christian home. My mum and dad are Christians. They did this sort of thing, right? <laughs> So it's the story of a little boy who had a glass of milk. And he went to the shopkeeper to say thank you for his milk. And the shopkeeper went, don't thank me, thank the farmer. You see where this book's going, right? <laughs> it, wasn't, it didn't take a genius to work this out. Someone had an idea. And there's a whole series. You could get bread. <laughs> it was like there's a whole series of these books. Go to the farmer. Don't thank me, thank the cows. So off we go to the cows. Don't thank me, thank the grass. 
<laughs> Thanks, grass. Don't thank me. Thank the sun. Thanks, sun. <laughs> Don't thank me. Thank God. And there was the point. It was terrible. I hated that book. But... Because <laughs> it all just seemed that they were so... Un- it was like, poor kid. He's just tried to come and say thank you. I didn't even bother saying thank you. At least this kid wanted to say thank you. And you just keep sending him on this wild goose chase. But it did make a helpful point. Everything comes from God. You trace it all back to him. He's the greatest giver. So who do you ask? You ask the one who gives. He gives and gives and gives. And you know what the most extraordinary thing about this God is? That he doesn't just give a world and life and food. He so loved this world that he gave his son. He gave his son, Jesus. To die on a cross so that we could know him. He gives all the time. And I've got to say to you, even if, even when we're ignoring him, he's still giving you stuff. He makes the sun rise and the rain fall on this world. He is the greatest giver. So we learn to ask God, the greatest giver, but Here's the second question. What do we ask? Well, we ask for what we need. We're going to get faster. Give us today our daily bread. Not give us today our daily donut. Because no one needs a donut. (laughs) But they are good. Give us today our daily bread. Bread represents everything that sustains us. It represents all that we need. And Jesus says that we should ask God for everything that we need, our daily bread. It's interesting, it's daily bread, isn't it? Why don't we ask Jesus, why don't we ask him for a week's supply? Then we don't have to pray once a week, or a year's supply. Then we could just come once a year. Dear God, could I have a year of bread? We, um, when I was at university, the, I was part of the Christian Union, and we decided that we were going to give every fresher a loaf of bread. <laughs> this was ridiculous, right? Other Christian unions do smaller things. I don't know who thought of bread, but they ordered thousands and thousands of loaves of bread, and they all got delivered to my college. <laughs> and they loaded off, and I was like, what are we going to do with that? But it makes me think of this, you see. Give us this day our yearly bread. But the trouble is we couldn't give it away fast enough and it all rotted and went off. <laughs> that was students for you. <laughs> so we ask for daily bread because God wants us to depend on him every single day. There's a great story in, in, in the Old Testament of God's people. They're wandering through the desert and they've got no food. And they cry out to God, we want some food. Uh, well, actually, they don't. They grumble and say, we've got no food. And so God says, I will give you food. And when they wake up in the morning, there's like this white bread stuff all over the place. It's called manna. And they're told, collect enough for today. But they do what every human being would do. They go and collect as much as they can. They say, well, who knows when this is coming again? <laughs> so they gather up as much as they can. And they store it for the next day. They say, well, I'll keep some for the next day. But you know what? It rotted. Because God says, no, I'll give you what you need every day. I want you to trust every day. 
And so we ask for what we need each day. This is not the opportunity for us to ask for luxury. Dear God, please would you give me a jet? And I do just want to take a moment to address stuff that's been on the BBC website over the last week of preachers who have got very, very wealthy by being preachers. It is unbelievably wrong. And I watch interviews on the BBC website and I watch the way they've exploited people and it is wrong. And I want you to hear that. It is deeply wrong. Because to be followers of Jesus means you depend on him day by day for what you need. There's a very wise proverb um, that says this. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Why? Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of my God. (laughs) Give me what I need, Lord. Not riches, not poverty, what I need. So we ask for what we need. Now that comes the question, why ask? Well, because we need it. Why should we ask for what we need? Because we need it. This is going to be slightly surprising to us, but we are dependent by design. If God is the great giver, then we are created to be receivers. We're not created to be grabbers and hoarders. We're created to be receivers who take, who look to God and receive from Him. But it can be really difficult to receive, can't it? I prefer being able to earn stuff for myself. I prefer being able to get stuff for myself because it makes me feel better. And, and if someone gives me something, I sort of want to pay them back. It's that thing when someone gives you a birthday present. And there's that moment of, oh, that's nice, you give me a birthday present. It's like, man, when's their birthday? Because I've now got to, oh, man, now I've got to remember to give them a birthday present. See, because that's our instinct, right? Our instinct is not, oh, you give me a birthday present. Thanks very much. I'll look forward to next year. Our instinct is, no, we need to, I, I can't just receive this. I need to pay back. But according to the Bible, we're created to receive We're created to be given and to receive stuff from God. And this probably goes to the heart of what it means to be human. You see, there are two ways to understand what it means to be human. Either you think that humanity is independent, self-sufficient, and needs to fend for ourselves. Or we think that we are dependent, and need to rely on God. Of course, if there is no God, then it's just a free-fall to grab as much as you can and probably share some if you like, if you're that sort of person. But just get as much as you can. It's about what you can get. So therefore, you've got to store stuff. And it's very stressful. And you get very anxious because what if I lose it? And what if this goes wrong? And what if... If it's all about you and you taking what you... whatever you can get... 
That's one way to view life, and it's very stressful. But actually, Jesus says, no, you're created to be receivers, to depend. Why do we ask? Because that's what we were created for. And yet, right from the very start of humanity, humanity has tried to declare independence from God and say, no, I don't need you. I'm not asking. I do it on my own. And we've done it our way. And we've built our security and our reputation on what we have, the stuff that we own. And those things become the most important things to us. Those are the things that we cannot do without. If we lose those things, then we're in trouble. Because that's our identity. It's tied up with what we've managed to gather. Um, last night there was a football game um, which you may or may not be interested in at all it was the Champions League final Liverpool were playing Tottenham and my boys are all big Tottenham fans it wasn't a happy night but Jurgen Klopp is the manager of Liverpool and he's a Christian and there is an article in the Sunday Times today where he says there is nothing in his life that he is not willing to lose because he knows Jesus. And he says that sets him free from fear. That is extraordinary. And it means that he can go about being a football manager and do the best he can, but he's not built his identity on that. He's built his identity on his relationship with Jesus. Can you not see that if you could do that, that would be a remarkable way to live your life? I don't believe Klopp can do that perfectly. I think if I just won the Champions League, there'd be a little bit of my identity tied up with that. But you see what he's trying to say. And I want us to understand that there is something so beautiful in being a child who receives from God and says, give give me whatever. But my identity is in you, not in this stuff. And therefore I can let it go. Just give me what I need for today. So one last question. How do we ask? Ask like we need it. So who do we ask? The greatest giver. What do we ask? We ask for what we need. Why do we ask it? Because we need it. And how do we ask? Like we need it. You see, the reality is that most of us in this room probably don't have to ask God for food tomorrow. Not all of us, but most of us in this room probably have got food covered for tomorrow. You may even, if you're organized, have a little thing on your fridge that says what you're going to eat tomorrow. Maybe. Some people do that. And they're wonderful people. (laughs) So why on earth would you pray every single day, give us today our daily bread? Okay, this is why. Because you need to remember every single day that what you need comes from God. So when you have plenty, you need to pray, give me today my daily bread. Ask him. 
Even when you've got plenty and you know it, you say, Father, give me what I need today. Because we need to learn to be dependent children who ask God. Every single day, ask him. And there will be other times in our lives when we don't have what we need. And we get so stressed, right? And we grumble. I have a, um, I had to phone BT last week. They're my broadband provider, allegedly. And, uh, <laughs> and my broadband wasn't working. So I phoned them to mention it to them politely. And I, uh, I said, and I, I grumbled at them and moaned at them and said, you're not providing my broadband thing. You need to fix it and send someone. Well, send someone next week. Next week's no good. I need it tomorrow and all this sort of stuff. I grumbled, right? As I put the phone down, here's what struck me. I've been with BT for mm, probably a couple of years. First time it's gone down. Not once in those two years did I phone them. So I'd just like to thank you. I, I, I've really enjoyed the consistent service you provided today. Thank you for your provision. You're, you are an outstanding provider. I just presume on it. And as soon as it goes wrong, I fly off the hand and say, How dare you? They're not up there, that's God. <laughs> right? Now, how often do you think we treat God like that? We eat day after day. We're protected day after day. Things go well day after We have so many good things that we enjoy. Good things happen. And then one thing goes wrong and we fly off the handle. God, fix anything. Do you not see that we need to learn to pray this because it will remind us of all that God has given us every day. Give us today our daily bread. You provide everything I need today. And then when things go wrong, rather than grumbling, just ask. Father, this has gone wrong. Our car's blown up. It actually has. It's blown its head gasket. I don't even know, don't know what that is. But it sounds bad. And it's not going to be fixed. It's going to go to the scrap heap. Which is sad. And it's easy to go, oh, this is just a nightmare. Actually, why? just ask. Ask God. God, give us what we need. Do we need a car? I don't know. We could probably survive without. But if we need it, Lord, please give it. Help us. Give us what we need. And as we come to an end, I, I, I want to land all this. And I want to say, actually, the greatest need that we have is not just for bread or cars or donuts or houses or clothes. The greatest need we have is for someone who will forgive us and someone who will love us. The greatest thing you need is someone to love you. And God gives that. Even though we've lived our lives ignoring him, even though we've stuck two fingers up at him and said, get out of my life, even though we've ignored him and he's given to us and he's given to us and we've taken it and we've taken it and we've taken it, he still loves you. And he sent his son to die. 
because I deserve his anger. I don't deserve his kindness. I deserve his anger. But Jesus came and at the cross, Jesus stretched out his arms and he took the anger that I deserve. It fell on him so that God could forgive me and show me love. And God says, guess how much I love you? This much. Jesus dies on a cross for us. This is why Christians get excited about the cross. This is why Christians say, God gave his son for me. And God who did not spare his son, how will he not graciously along with him also give us all things? Do you really think that God won't give you what you need when he sent his son for you? And if you're sitting here thinking, well, I don't even know what a Christian is, I'll tell you what a Christian is. A Christian is just someone who asks. You just ask. Jesus, please, would you love me? God, please, could I know you? Please, would you be my giver? Would you give me daily bread? Would you give me love and forgiveness and joy and peace? Would you give that to me? Give me what I need? Have you ever asked him for it? Just ask. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the greatest giver. You are the source of all things. It all comes from you. Everything comes from you. And Lord, we're so sorry when we take your gifts and we ignore you. Teach us to ask. Teach us to trust you. Teach us to ask you for all things that we might know you and live as your children. In Jesus' name, amen.